Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. It has come to this. I love that it's come to this. It's, uh, yeah, we are here. Notice I didn't try to do a stupid voice. <laughs> uh, I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. Not doing a voice today. I like stupid voice episodes. <laughs> we're going to be talking about Udo Kier and uh, we're going to be Joe talking D'Alessandro. about some We're some talking accents, about some outsider 70s I'm art. Not, I'm not going to do those voices, though. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I love our 70s episodes. Oh, yeah. I'd love, <laughs> I could easily see accidentally pivoting just all 70s movies. It's, I wouldn't it's fight my you favorite there. era. I, I love how these 70s movies look on film. All genres, everything. I recently got a chance to see two big ones. Yeah, yeah. Cult cinema history with uh, Flesh for Frankenstein and Blood for Dracula. These are two pretty legendary classic trash movies yeah good call on uh, neil's part to do that double feature that's a good one that's That's a a great one one. getting to see that in the theater was huge and i got to see it on shutter it's streaming on the uh shutter service now so i wasn't able to get out there to the theater but you've seen these movies uh i can't say that i've seen these movies before (laughs) i thought frankenstein never seen dracula never seen any in the theater but yeah when did you first hear about these two weird takes on the universal Hmm. monsters I guess, uh, I mean, I feel like Blood for Dracula I've definitely been aware of for a while. I Udo remember. Kier as a, I, I feel like we all got into Udo Kier in our early 20s or something. Like we That's discovered him. Right when the Criterion Collection yeah. came out, this was like their first 30 releases were incredible. Because it was all, you know, like, yeah, the Seven Samurai. Sure, Citizen King <laughs> 400 stuff. Blows, Fellini, of course, right? right? But every other release in between Fellini would be, like, hard-boiled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, or they were the ones that released RoboCop. They did RoboCop. They did Armageddon. <laughs> right. They're so not above first 30 Armageddon. Yeah, it was like Sid and Nancy, yeah. uh, Amar Cord. <laughs> and then it, Flesh for Frankenstein and Blood for Dracula. Oh. Those like within the first thirty criterions. That's cool. And that's right when DVDs were picking up in like two thousand two. That's when we were getting into collecting DVDs. So it was just the mm-hmm. perfect storm. And these were two titles that went way out of print early in Criterion's run. So it was this legendary thing that's only recently been shown, you know, on streaming services. Mm-hmm. But they're so good. These are cool. Yeah. They're very cool. Uh, I had always heard that they were campy and yeah. silly and over the top, and they definitely are at sure. times. But uh, they're just a cool, like... They're well-made for garbage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a cool garbage. It's like a cool John Waters making a serious take at a sexy horror movie. Yeah. It's almost a porn parody, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it, it is kind of like the, yeah, the, it's, uh, I knew it was an Andy Warhol production kind of a thing. But knew Warhol that, doesn't I knew have that, like anything to do with it, I knew that name was attached, it, right? right? Yeah, I, I knew that name was attached, so I knew it was going to be kind of kooky and sure. subversive. And, That's the vibe it was going for. And uh, yeah, but it's also just like fun and... And gross. And gross and really uncomfortable. Genuinely uncomfortable and disgusting. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. 
real sick stuff. Real, <laughs> real well done sick stuff. Like it made me squirm. Yeah, where you keep squirming halfway <laughs> through the movie. You're like, I know, I guess I know what I'm in for, but oh man, now they're doing this. I don't oh, know if the good. movies were just padding out runtime with some scenes or if they're intentionally <laughs> oh, they, made that's to just. True take forever and keep going deeper and grosser yeah because they do it a lot and it's effective and it looks really good for a movie that sounds so trashy and is billed as being yeah yeah trashy there's some like barry linden shots oh sure in these movies i think flesh for frankenstein is a really great Frankenstein movie. Mm-hmm. I've seen some bad Frankenstein movies. Oh, sure. This is not a bad Frankenstein movie. The plot is a really great way to satirize porn and Frankenstein movies mm-hmm. and make it a one cool thing. It's yeah. actually scary. Yeah, making him an incestuous necrophiliac <laughs> yeah. pervert. It's definitely a new take on Udo the Udo uh, Kier character. plays a specific kind of weird pervert in yeah. this movie. This is a real, like, Paul Thomas Anderson making up a guy. Oh, yeah. As a, as a Frankenstein. He he does cool things, like pulls off um, a cock-brimmed hat really convincingly. <laughs> like, there's not many that can do that. Yeah. That, that makes you stand out a bit. But he's also insane mm-hmm. and incestuous and with some Nazi vibes. Well, that is Udo Kier's yeah, natural way. Brand. Yeah, I know. Udo Kier's unhinged in this, man. Oh yeah, Udo Kier He's is having some insane. fun. Insane. This is one of the. This is like this is a famous performance, right? I would think so. This and him as Dracula yeah. in the next one. I mean, like I said, once you start seeing Udo Kier in movies, you're like, who is this guy? Who and then to go back and guy? know that in the '70s he did a Frankenstein and a Dracula movie. <laughs> It's like, oh, he's a legend. That's incredible. Who gets yeah. to do a Frankenstein and a Dracula right? movie? It's like Boris Karloff, you know, Christopher <laughs> Lee, Udo Kier. Yeah, Karloff, Lugosi, <laughs> Kier. Kier. Yeah. And, and he is as entertaining as uh, the Frankenstein in you know, James Whale's 1931 classic. He's as just he's uh, great. magnetic to look at. He's got such a weird round head that's like <laughs> yeah. most people's heads are kind of like oval. No, not Udo. Yeah, he does this like it reminds me of like he can't look away when David Bowie acts. <laughs> yeah, he's got oh, yeah, a sure. big Bowie playing this kind maniacal... of an alien vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like an yeah. alien Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Mad it's scientist. A, it's a weird vibe to consistently nail throughout a ninety. 90- movie alien nazi but udo kier does that and yeah <laughs> so these movies were like famously made on the cheap uh back to back yes right they filmed frankenstein then they filmed dracula all without stopping feels like it should be required to watch them back to back yeah like, they feel They're like always sister build movies. back to back like right. you have to see them as a double kind of do makes right. sense if you i feel like yeah if you only watch one you're gonna miss like the full experience but but i've I'll, seeing this movie on the big screen, Flesh for Frankenstein, this movie you hear about as being, you know, cheap trash, cheap sets, whatever. I was blown away by the opening shot with the crane lowering mm-hmm. the dead body. That crane effect is an impressive practical effect. That body was moving with precision, taking like just the right 90 degree turns. And then as they pull back, it's just a, one guy going like, <laughs> like cranking just one wheel. And it's doing all these precise, like beautiful, like yeah. 
ballet like turds the day really that cool was a laboratory. great reveal yeah the full lab set reveal was cool yeah they must have found a great old castle or something <laughs> because no it, yeah all the exterior huge, castle shots huge castle mm-hmm. shots uh huge dining room yeah where they're at the comically large bruce wayne like dining table <laughs> yeah great like old classic wallpaper yeah just like these great castle rooms and sets and these great exterior castle shots right away it's like Oh no! This is better than <laughs> this is way overshooting right. what people say about. Maybe it. it was just cheap to do it in Europe or wherever they were at the time, but it looks incredible on film. Yeah, I mean it's a great looking movie for something with so many sloppy pig gut effects. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like once... a lot of wet, bloody, sloppy intestine effects. Yeah, it's very like uh, yeah, it's already unhinged with our introduction <laughs> to Frankenstein just talking about his plan and having this just very strange almost like playhouse theater yeah. style of acting between him and Otto, his assistant. Yeah. Otto's a great creep, man. Great. Oh man. <laughs> this guy I wanted yeah, I definitely wanted to point out Arno Jurgen or Jurgen <laughs> or something, but he's he's a great in both movies. Dude. And, what a great Igor. Oh, yeah. The, guy, the eyes on this guy and all of his glances just were a constant laugh throughout the movie. Yeah. They played off each other so weird. Like, they seemed like they didn't yeah. know each other, but they were also really tight. <laughs> oh, they... they Such I, a weird vibe. I got some hints of a little homoerotic uh, connection. A little? A little. There's a lot of sex stuff. <laughs> Frankenstein's got a lot of sex stuff in this movie. I like Frankenstein as a crazed sex pest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't not know only if that's does bad, he... but that's not just like, and then we'll take over the world. It's like, well, then I'll start a family to have sex with. Exactly. Like, his his oh, plan is not just huh. to uh, create the new uh, body <laughs> out of the dead bodies, but he's going to mate a couple of Frankenstein monsters together yeah. just so that, yeah, he can start a new race. It's great. Like, because you know that would happen. If we're in an era where there was guys that are like, I created life, there would be like at least two guys later would be like, Let's make them fuck. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, it would happen immediately, right. right? So that's why it's like, yeah, this is a great, great transition into the Frankenstein. Well, then, like you said, he's got the Nazi vibe because he's really intent on this being a Serbian race. Yeah, man. Like, I guess he is Serbian, and, and so he's like, we're going to... It's a real we're purity. Gonna, it's a lot of master thing. race yeah, kind yeah. of stuff going on, which... Very yeah. convincing <laughs> master race stuff. Yeah. Udo's got that down. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's just there. It's just, you have it. Yeah, right. and uh, he's just got the eye. He's just got these weird, like, kind of alien eyes that the just expressions really are that he makes are funny and also scary. Yeah, <laughs> in that he's not always acting like a person acts. <laughs> exactly. And other times he, uh, you can see he clearly understands comic timing. So how oh, yeah. much is him doing this thing, and how much is just. Well, that's what's so funny about this movie, especially because it's such a back and forth with him and Otto being this like almost Abbott and Costello duo. There's great comedic timing. Really him funny and Otto, stuff, man. And then the other half of the movie is the Baroness, his sister. Uh, I think we think it's her, his wife, and then oh, it, it's, just it's also his, his, wife, his sister. But it's his sister okay. as well. We get that. Just revealed. making sure it was one. No, the, the movie same. Beca- does the incest reveal during a incredible dining room scene you mentioned yeah, the yeah. batman bruce wayne bat table just shouting at each other from the other ends of the room while clanking mm-hmm. clanking forks on plates <laughs> with their creepy children the movie opens yeah. with those creepy kids yeah the other half of the movie is these what creepy a kids of creepy kids we don't find out it's because they're inbred 
mm-hmm. until 25 minutes in, but they got a bad vibe. Oh, yeah. These kids are weird. You can tell they do animal stuff. Yeah, like, they're like in the fucked. lab. Like, oh, uh, they're, yeah. These kids are creeping around their dad's lab. You know, these kids are shits. <laughs> these kids suck. You see it. There's no chance these kids are good. Yeah, no chance. Every time these kids show up in this movie, it just creeped me out. These are bad kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this movie has that kind of effect. I get really affected by stuff that's cheaper. Because it's like, man, you know, they're using just real guts. Mm. Like, man, you know, they just cast some weird kid. You know, yeah, right. that's just some. <laughs> like, there's the amateur appeal to like a professional I was gonna movie. Say, did those kids speak at all? I don't think they had oh, any man, dialogue, they just, right? They just so stood around. They just found weird. some like local, like small town kids. Yeah, on, I love on some that mountainside. Vibe. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just I love, stare unblinkingly. <laughs> but I loved all the acting in this movie. I loved all the people they got. I loved the Baroness. Yeah, she was. Uh, Really cool. She, she had also a, had an alien. She had like vibe. a Madeline Kahn kind of vibe. Yeah, but like no <laughs> like eyebrows, a, like, like a bonkers <laughs> Madeline Kahn with you know, <laughs> just doing her own weird thing. That's why it felt like a John Waters thing. Like it felt like sure. a guy got his oh, yeah. all of his theater buddies together and made a better than you'd expect movie mm-hmm. out of all you guys just filming where you knew his set and had that vibe. And I like that a lot. And I thought she did it great because she had a lot of funny things, too. The way they talked about their relationship Mm -hmm. privately was so weird. Once we know that they're brother and sister, they the way they play it normally and also have like weird sex agreements. Yeah, we get more and more into these characters and they handle it in such kind of bickery ways privately. Like they both have these delusions of grandeur. But then behind the scenes, he's just like, can you believe that bitch? <laughs> like, yeah. What? Just, what did she? Just are you kidding me? Otto. Like, yeah. it's just bitching about each other. And I kind of liked that. Like Frankenstein with his bitchy, incestuous sister wife roommate. Yeah. Just like, I can't believe what she's doing. Like, <laughs> it's such a weird emotion running through this movie that is interspersed with some of the goriest most disgusting scenes mm. there's just something off about some of this cheap gore well the the blood is so red yeah and technicolor and squirty and squishy and yeah they, but- they got these guts that are just flapping around <laughs> everywhere the one scene where they're cutting the stitching on the body open and it slowly it's slowly, slowly kind of tugging stitch at by it stitch yeah yanking its skin and it's like you can see that it's just like this little hose, like <laughs> spilling blood out from you know behind it's his hand or whatever. And but Igor's in there, Otto's in there, just scrubbing yeah. badly. Just yeah, just kind of smearing, smearing a lot it around all over. skin. And then, but they're both also at the same time, kind of like <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of leering it. and like <laughs> like sweaty upper lip, kind of lip licking. So it's all all and, that together is just oof. and all the kind of just sloppy, squirty blood that's getting smeared. The delayed shots of blood getting smeared around on skin. Yeah. Like bloody boobs getting squeezed by, you know, there's just a lot of that. It's just kind of makes you squirm after the shot gets held for so long. Well, it's, yeah, it's like there's so much of this movie that maybe is trying to be titillating. And then there's this stuff that's like the opposite of that stuff. (laughs) It's real like freaks. Like, hey, if you're titillated by this, by the way, (laughs) you're fucked up. I mean, but again, yeah, like by the third generation Frankenstein, there'd be a sex pest. Mm-hmm. By the second, I would be shocked. But third, yeah, this guy's going to be a, a 
freak, man. That's all he knows. This guy's a kink master. <laughs> like, <laughs> he is just charming enough to barely make it work mm-hmm. in life. He can pull off, like, a nice jacket. Like, he looks cool in a smoking jacket. But he's a freak. And people recognize it. Yeah. And then we get, like, Joe D'Alessandro. Well, here we go. Yeah. When, when you were talking the- <laughs> about, yeah, when, the feeling of, like, the guy getting his gang together to make a movie. Yeah. As soon as I saw Joe D'Alessandro on screen, I was like, oh, that's a Warhol guy. Yeah. That's a Warhol model who that's he like just does things with. Pop culture Not icon, knowing anything honestly. about him. Yeah. I did some research, and, yeah, it's like he is this iconic model turned sex symbol turned... Yeah troubled actor you know kind of story but just a fascinating life dude who landed on his feet yeah and yeah like came up with a troubled you know lived in orphanages ran away from home exactly juvie i think i think got discovered as a hunky dude you know when he was like 15 yeah like i think uh in these movies both of these movies really explore like people had this romantic idea of like the late 60s 70s yeah, you know, man. free love stuff. It's like these were like teenagers <laughs> yeah. getting picked up by Warhol and like put in an apartment. Yeah, and man. Kind of joining these weird collectives. And making it on like Rolling Stones album covers. Yeah, exactly. We got the the sticky fingers bulge pose. <laughs> yeah. D'Alessandro. You know, he's got on the Smiths. You know him from the Smiths album, album cover. Yeah, exactly. He's just literally but, a uh, guy that had a great body and a great jawline undeniable and yeah. it's like yeah we're gonna put you in the movie he's not peter o'toole but he is built for being in front of a camera and so he's just this new york dude doing italian movies because he's handsome yeah and he's just there looking it'd be like if ashton kutcher was a guy that went from calvin klein underwear ads to like doing italian dramas exactly <laughs> it's not that far of a path well you know? him, him and the director writer director paul morrissey knew each other yeah and had worked together paul morrissey was like the video filmmaker guy of, of warhol yeah collective d'alessandro his big movie was trash yeah he was like 2021 20, right and real like indie early indie kind of stuff but yeah. got picked up got noticed but big on the scene like yeah. huge in new york and it's like he became this cult figure after these movies, he just stayed in Europe for the next decade. You know, he's like a Bowie kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. And he <laughs> stayed in Europe. He did Polizetti movies. He's and, like uh, anti-Schwarzenegger. Hunky American goes over to Europe, <laughs> yeah. makes it big. <laughs> he just did Europe movies and uh, came back, did uh, Miami Vice and Wise Guy. There you go. Because then he looked, by, the, by his 30s, he just looked like a great Scorsese character. Mm, yeah. He's right. a cool career Still guy. had the jawline, maybe... Jawline, a little, bu- bit. A little uh, bulkier, and yeah. but still looked good. And he's got a cool career. I love guys like D'Alessandro. And these are two weird features of his abilities. Yeah. And his kind of anti-charisma. Or yeah, exactly. His <laughs> he's he's got he's he definitely has that uh, too cool for school kind of vibe. Yeah, like uh, but as as you watch the movies, like his New York accent just gets thicker and thicker. Oh man, it just grows. And, I can't. Yeah, it gets so thick by Blood for Dragon. But it almost man. does feel like he's trying a little bit in the first scene. <laughs> he, he, him and his friend have a scene about going to have some fun at the whorehouse. Oh, and, him and Sasha. And his friend is <laughs> who is clearly gay for him. It's like, oh, really? I don't know. I, Sasha, he, I thought it was just kind of a sexless. I think like uh, I think it's a closeted thing. He he wants to be a monk so that he can just 
you know, it's like back in the See, that's 1800s. That's why I thought he leans into the asexuality. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He seemed kind of just, I think the irony of the movie is Frankenstein thinks he's this big genius. But then when he finally gets a dude's severed head in his brain to start his army of incest fuckers. Yeah, yeah. He gets like the asexual guy who just like doesn't have any interest in sex. I guess that's why I thought he would he was gay. <laughs> and I feel like in the scene It could be where they're in the whorehouse just getting licked up. <laughs> it's a real like Smithers <laughs> like uh, no. he's, he's just kind of staring at Joe D'Alessandro the whole time yeah. and, and not getting into it. So a I picked of, up on a gay uh, A lot of licking in the in the in Frankenstein. This one is, yeah. It felt like a Cronenberg movie with how like he a, has people kind of turn from sex into more of a weird devouring yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. There was like not a lot of straight just like sex. It was always this like, ugh, like armpit l- Literally thing. like the, the one prostitute's just got his leg going up and down it like it's a corn <laughs> on the cob or something. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, yeah, he, but uh, also the nudity looks like good on film. They're all doing really like unsexy things, but they all have like really nice, very natural bodies, natural bodies with yeah. great hair. And oh, I don't man. know, I I loved all the sets and the all of teased the, out curly hair on, on the, the ladies on in the these women. movies. I loved it. Yeah, good stuff. And uh, Joe D'Alessandro is like uh, like sexy Danny Aiello. <laughs> like he sounds like Danny Aiello, yeah. but he's That's doing these the... <laughs> European sexy movies. I guess, yeah. If there was ever a young Danny Aiello, <laughs> yeah. if he was jacked, I've never seen evidence of been. young. Se- <laughs> you know how there's like V torso Ro- young Ron Jeremy, right? <laughs> like when he was like a bodybuilder, and uh, there's I've never seen w- evidence of seen young that. Aiello. No, never I... seen that, man. No. But yeah, <laughs> he was 38 when they made Do the Right Thing. I don't think he's ever. No, <laughs> I have no idea. But like, uh, he's like a proto Michael Pere. Sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because him and Michael Pere have that real, like, real dumb bimbo energy. <laughs> D'Alessandro's uh-huh. like, this is one of the greatest yeah. bimbo performances ever, man. You don't get a guy just being a dumb bimbo in two back to back movies, and he's. He's got to be in on it. It's hundred. Oh yeah, like 100%. the wink is implied, right? That's his whole persona. I get the sense. Just yeah. this dumb guy. Like it's well, not. It's, it's, it's like Keanu a Keanu Reeves doing kind of like thing. yeah, yeah, doing these sexy vampire and Dracula movies. It's, but it's great. He's so funny and so kind of like greatly bad. He eventually gets caught having sex by the Baroness enough times that she's he keeps like just having sex around this just village, out, out in the fields, just out in the you, with yeah. these farm girls. It's like, is that is that how they did it? I love back how in like the day? that's like one negative evolution because like when we were teenagers, we were always like the like at a certain point, the primary concern was like finding a place to yeah. have sex. Right, it was impossible. You didn't exactly. own property. <laughs> You didn't have access find a to any road right? somewhere. Yeah, these people just got but the whole country. But back then, it was side. just like I know, like a tree, <laughs> <laughs> or like. Well, apparently they're not very good at it because he gets caught twice in the first twenty minutes. He is just fucking all over town. It's all he does. Yeah, I don't know what his actual job well, is. I he, guess he's a, a stable boy. That I think. Yeah, he's supposed to be a stable boy, but then the fucking becomes his job <laughs> when the Baroness yeah. hires him to be her little boy, her little her man servant. servant. Yeah, her manservant. And uh, that's when we get a lot of like her just like kissing his bicep and yeah. like his uh, triceps. She really for devoured ten minutes. His body like a lot. She enjoyed it. 
and she was into it. Yeah. We got to see a lot of He jokes. never seems into it. Yeah, he has a lot a real distant hump. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of an he angry. He never like a seems into resentful the hump. hump. Like he doesn't want to be this good at it. <laughs> it's a curse to him at this point. He's cursed with his good. It's like with his, every with his woman dick, in the right? country wants this. And I'm exhausted, guys. He's frankly. A, he's tired out. <laughs> I'm tuckered out. He's sick of pussy. You, you want me to make dinner Done and then just it. nail you for nine hours? Yeah. He's so bored with <laughs> sex, man. He's getting it thrown at him left and right. It's right. just like it's this like at this point. long sigh into a, okay. All right, let me go get ready. It's like 2 p.m. Ah. <laughs> it's like there's exactly. a lot of broad daylight sex in, in this movie. That, they, they didn't have there's other just stuff nothing going else to on, do, right? Man. Yeah, exactly. When you're just a baron, when you're just like, I don't ask about my husband's experiments. I just sit in this wing of the house. You have to find something to occupy your days. Yeah. So... You know, it's a good plan. But I love all of Baron Frankenstein's jealousy over Joe Mm D'Alessandro. It's real, like, cartoon scheming kind of stuff. So we got to see, like, a Nazi scheme. (laughs) It's so weird. In between, like, violent, like, you're afraid somebody's going to get, like, their boobs cut off. Like, it keeps Mm -hmm. threatening to do grosser and more violent things. And it never quite gets there. But just the threat is really effective. I I thought it was pretty gross when he started... uh having sex with the one corpse he that was gross <laughs> not only do we get to see maybe that's the dichotomy here is d'alessandro's just been thrown all of this yeah his yeah. whole life oh. and he is so over it and here's frankenstein like i'll make my own corpses to fuck <laughs> like that's you know like he's the smart guy who's like fucking somebody's gallbladder oh, and yeah. then d'alessandro's just like uh again, here we go again another hot baroness <laughs> another very nice for her age baroness right exactly. all right you know it could be worse what are buddy. you gonna do he's real just, yin and yang there with those yeah. Two. yeah sasha's just got such a like grim outlook on life doesn't see a place for himself in this world the the saddest choice for a victim i know but it's got that kind of wry humor that that like dark star had that mm. kind of same philosophical end times I could see humor. That. Like yeah, Sasha's yeah. character really provided this great Russian dystopian mindset. He's a cool character for being so wooden. Yeah, he's a definitely the one of the more interesting Frankenstein monsters. Yeah. Because he's still like this blonde. He's like a half sentient, weird Russian uh, But he's still like supermodel basically body. <laughs> yeah. Just walking around, but totally yeah. This great vacant an Frankenstein yeah. who kind of recognizes what he is. Yeah, it's a f- interesting take for a for a sex movie, for a six sex freak movie. <laughs> but we get an yeah, we get Joe's like ugh, lifeless, like you said, resentful humping. <laughs> yeah, with his bare buns like clenched together, just kind of mm. humping on his side, just half into but it. All, yeah, when it's like. 50 minutes into the movie and this has been and he's just been humping for like 20 minutes (laughs) it's like what what happened to frankenstein (laughs) (laughs) then we see frankenstein just oh man all once udo kier starts just he's coming all over this laboratory yeah it's a, a certain point he is humping everything in this lab he really goes off once he in the original he's, Frankenstein, he, he it was all like work. controversial because he like compared himself to God, mm-hmm. 
And then like 40 years later, Frankenstein's just like immediately humping <laughs> his corpse. Like, oh, how far we've come. To no death. <laughs> You've got to fuck life in the gallbladder, <laughs> I think is what his line was. Yeah. But it's done with like a, and I'm, I'm not going to do the voice. I, I told you I was that, not going to do the voice. That But it's a perfect line, delivery. which nobody in the theater knew, was one of those moments that's like you hear it, and it's like hearing, you know, I'll be back in the theater when people cl- clap, you oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like people heard this for the first time and were immediately like, well, you got to have you got to hand it to him, folks. It is it because like, it's such an uncomfortable humping and then like telling Otto to look away yeah, while he's look doing away. it. And it's just like But how it was long like getting go on so for? like every it was this great thing to be in the middle of because people were you could hear people squirming. Oh, and nervous laughing their way through sure. it, you know? People were like, this is going on long, and ha, ha, ha. Well, we're all seeing this together, right, guys? Yeah. And not sure what to do. <laughs> but then there's actual great jokes while it's happening. And so then you're laughing, and then you feel better and weirder. But for him to come out of that scene with a line like that and immediately win everybody back, like, you just got to see Udo Kier do the weirdest shit you've seen yeah. in a theater with 80 other people, <laughs> right? You've never seen it, 80 other people, a guy, like, fucking somebody's wound, right? Well, like, yeah, he's like, I didn't see it going that far. Yeah. When, like, uh, I'm not when sure I'm how big it. a showing a crash can draw, but, yeah. you know, that's the only other time. Yeah. And it kept going and going and going, and that dude won the whole crowd back like, like nothing. Yeah, he's right. He's right. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> it's a great You got to fuck life in the gold. This guy man. took a stand as this <laughs> character, and he went for it. Like, don't you love these roles? Like, this just seems like this oh, guy yeah. is having a time. He Definitely. is getting into this character. It's going as wild as possible. Yeah. He's... It's impossible to not love, even when it's a Nazi necrophile. Yeah, yeah. Who wants to start his own sex cult. <laughs> It's which is a, a good, which is an a good actual time. great plot for a, a Frankenstein movie. Yeah, if you're gonna make a Frankenstein movie that becomes a hit at the drive-in, this is it. Mm-hmm. Like I've said, my coworker who was there when I saw it, she saw this at a drive-in. Oh yeah, <laughs> in yeah. Sonoma County, I you bet. know, back in like, the seventies. Yeah, I have never seen it in 3D. Mm. But did you notice the scenes that would have been 3D? I did. Notice how many guts got forced towards the camera, dripping? We, we might have to, because uh, Shudder has a 3D version <gasps> on the streaming. Okay. But I don't know if you need, I, I assume you're going to need some glasses or something to do it. The, so um, we might have to check that out. The Vinegar Syndrome 4K release that just came out. Mm. It's like it has this huge, you know, one of their huge Beastmaster-like Box oh sure, sets, sure. Right with the huge 4K box. Yeah, this would be a pretty good, yeah, well-known movie for their yeah. catalog. This is big. This right. is one of their biggest releases, yeah. and it's a huge edition. It's got the 4K. It has the 3D version on there, and I think it's like glasses included. Cool. So if we want to see them guts thrust out at yeah, us yeah. like a Universal Studios ride. I got some Freddy's Dead glasses with the laser disc, <laughs> yeah. so maybe I'll have to try those out. I think we those have are the, the only 3D Friday glasses. the 13th 3D too. Okay, we'll All do right. a whole 3D week. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> that's a pretty good idea, actually. But, so yeah, this was not the 3D version I saw, but there was yeah. every 3D scene was something disgusting. Yeah, 
It was always something dripping and wet and held towards the screen for way too long. Exactly. And and then, yeah, Udo Kier being like, this is the perfect... Spe- oh, damn it, I did the voice. This is the perfect <laughs> it's specimen. It's impossible. We'd watch voice movies. <laughs> and uh, especially when you got, like, Joe D'Alessandro getting sexier and sexier Danny Aiello voice. Yeah. Throughout the whole thing. Like you said... These, just, yeah, so the these movies were filmed back to back. Thicker. Yeah, yeah. Literally, the end of day, end of Frankenstein. The next day was the beginning of Dracula. Everybody got haircuts, mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. As the production went on, D'Alessandro just stopped trying to hide his like New York accent. Yeah, and so by like the beginning of Blood for Dracula, he's like the only dude in Romania who moved there from Long Island. He's got a very sharp. He's just the long, too. yeah, you know, Long Island Smith. Over, hey, are you, are you Broad's doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like he's, it goes from him hiding his voice to like he is he doing a voice? Right. Is he doing Long Island in Romania? <laughs> so I feel like he doesn't do that much talking in. The Frankenstein movie. He's too busy silently, wistfully yeah, he's humping. Busy. Yeah, he's busy. A lot of like looking off like to show... Because his humping has to show off his profile. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot mm-hmm. of him turned to the side humping. And <laughs> yeah. So we don't get as much of the talking. He gets much more mouthy in Bloodford. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dracula. I agree. I agree. But he also goes on his own Scooby-Doo mystery in Frankenstein. Yeah, he is. he recognizes his boy who it's got It's funny because his... he's the smart one in all the movie, in both movies. He's like the one that notices something's up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for that guy to just be like, hey, uh, that was my friend back there who's uh, the Frankenstein Oh, monster. the scene when he get he wakes up next to his headless friend's body. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is, is really good. The beheading is head good. getting sheared off. That is a pretty good And the head's the thing that gets held right at the camera. Yeah. Did you see his eyes moving? Yeah. <laughs> That's great, good, like, man. one second, like, paper mache looking effect where the eyes are like, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. When you make a movie that has a decapitated head, every director gets to make a choice. <laughs> yeah. Either you do an eye gag or you're the movie that, like, is joyless enough to not have your decapitated head do, a, do an eyeball gag. Right. Or yeah. you do, like, the little, yeah, like, noodly veins coming out. The yeah. You don't need to but, do, yeah. like, you know... But the, Revenge like, the Living Dead too, like you wouldn't believe the day I'm having right. kind of stuff. But I admit that I loved this movie that much more when Sasha did like a ooh, like a full like eye roll after yeah. getting his. You see like, this like perfect Russian face suddenly turn into <laughs> like a ventriloquist dummy, just going like wow. He's like for one second, it's perfect. His long monologue. He was just this kind of sad nihilist. Who just wanted yeah. to live this like lonely monk's life, you know, like a regular life, eating the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. And then it's just him's like, you would not believe the day. I'm like, <laughs> really? And I I love the movie more for that kind of but thing. But yeah, he's like the Frankenstein monster who when he comes to, he's just like, I don't care. Yeah. Right? I don't care. I don't know. Nah, I'm fine. He's such a I'd like, rather not just be alive, there for it kind of guy. Yeah, what are you gonna do? He's just existing. And they're like, go get him. You know, Delisandro finally <laughs> tries to go break him out of the lab. So the ending is this very much like Frankenstein trying to yell at him like he's his golem, you know, servant yes. or something. It's great. And then finally he gets his comeuppance. Oh, it's great. You get all the yeah. Frankenstein comeuppance, but you also get Frankenstein making a lady monster, like a very sexy lady monster. 
who was she was late... also pretty nonchalant about it. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, she, they're monsters, man. <laughs> they're zombies. They say it takes a time for them movie. to get full human uh, emotions, yeah. right? Even though what I don't get is he's like, <sighs> you're, it's bad luck. First off, if you're Frankenstein and looking to start like a new man-made society, and he foolishly goes after like the nose he wants. Yeah, Sasha has this great Russian Jewish nose, and he wants that profile. But you go after the guy who's like totally sexless yeah. as your sex breeding monster. You wouldn't think. You would never suspect. When the guy you knocked out to get to the guy with the great nose oh. is the guy who's fucking his way through the entire <laughs> village. You're exactly. trying to find a monster that just wants to bang and you club over the head with a bag of rocks. The guy who's fucking the whole town. That's just bad luck. Well, they didn't do their Baron, research. You know? they, they just saw the two guys coming out of the whorehouse. They figured... These are both young, horny men. We'll take the one with the nose. But if they had, you know, done some peeking, they were at that whorehouse for like nine hours if, too. Oh, yeah, that's I how you lo- do it. How great is Udo Kier doing the like? We better come back for the uh, <laughs> <my> research. <Yeah. laughs> that's I love a movie, and that's why I think the John Waters comparison matchup because, like, some movies don't admit they're perverted or that their characters mm-hmm. are perverts. But I like guys that lean into like, now nah, we're perverts. Yeah, yeah. We like weird sex stuff. We like weird guys. I love it. And Paul Thomas Anderson leans into sex pervert guys. Sure, I sure. I respect that. I respect the lean in. But this is that John Waters vibe of like, they're committing to a shocking character. Mm-hmm. And they're following through on some legitimate shocks. That, yeah, exactly. The, the, the intent is to create a shock. Yeah. For sure. And in it's some of these scenes. a pretty shocking movie still yeah. for a 50-year-old movie. Yeah. 50. It's pretty shocking and gross. There's like uh, this scene where Otto's licking sexually a woman's scar. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it goes on. That was giving me a lot of Cronenberg vibes yes. for sure. I mean, this is several years before. This is four years, five years before Rabbit, right? Yeah, yeah. And that kind of stuff. And you got to see, you know, something like Crash coming out 25 years after this. And here's Otto just, you know that, you know that dude's going to penetrate a scar. Mm-hmm. These people want to just stick it everywhere. These two are two weirdos, man. Yeah. And Udo Kier gets a lot of sticking it in places in this movie. With like a lot of, oh, it's insane. Yep. I they see, go there. It's funny. Uh, early in the movie, you were talking about that crane scene where they're lowering the body, and yeah. he's got this long pole that he's using to guide the right, crane. Yeah. As soon it's as like I poker. saw that pole, I was like, "That's going to impale somebody." <laughs> that pole at the end of the movie is going to impale somebody, and it does impale our friend Frankenstein. Dude, after he gets the hand cut off, which was nice. Oh my god, the gore in the the final suddenly, scene. Man. Yeah, when they suddenly go full gore, it's so great, and Udo Kier just running around like a maniac. This is Full one of tilt. the bloodiest, most disgusting scenes. And it's counterbalanced with this gorgeous scene of this dinner party mm-hmm. when he invites his monsters to dinner, which is this weirdly gorgeous, surreal scene. I mean, that's you can see why it was released on Criterion. That's up there with, you know, they're releasing weird stuff like Black Moon and, yeah, yeah. you know, this is weird European art. When, yeah, you do get that sense not, too that it's it's meant to be artful in, yeah. in a way as well as shocking. I mean, they were releasing that's kind of the line that Warhol uh, and those guys 
you know, would walk. You know, but, they were releasing 120 days of Sodom. Yeah. During this era of Criterion. Right. Like, Criterion was releasing weird shit in their first 30 <laughs> DVDs, man. Yeah. That was uh, that was a crazy leap into the market. <laughs> and it's amazing. And, but there's gorgeous shots in this movie. Early on when he's harvesting some young hotties for cor- for parts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we cut to this like pile of bodies kind of carelessly tossed to the side. But as the camera pans up, the bodies are really like artfully posed. Like definitely like a kind of ballet. It's like, that's art, baby. It's like the most fucked up Calvin Klein ad. Yeah, you man. You can think of. Kind it's of just, thing. yeah, but it's like got that cut very... off limbs and nasty scars running up length of their, you know, at ugly angles across their bodies. Yeah. And, but still, like you know, he's he's uh he's not the old Frankenstein's who dig up corpses. Mm-hmm. They're killing the hottest people in town. <laughs> like it's a better strategy. It is not just because he's sexy Frankenstein. It's just a better. You want the hotter people. That was his whole thing. Yeah, that's yeah. his whole thing. So yeah. that he was right about. But between D'Alessandro's like dumb bimbo energy in these ornate sets, mm-hmm. there was just such a weird thing happening at all times. Always took a surprising, shocking tone. Yeah. The tone got weirdly serious sometimes. The acting got a lot better at times. Mm. You get this shot after this weird, awkward dinner party where he reveals his freaks and his weird his children zombies. are there. Yeah. And his wife is all sexed up. <laughs> and D'Alessandro's also there just kind of being a butler and noticing his headless friend mm-hmm. who are there in these weird Geiger-ish body yeah. torso casts. Those were interesting. Yeah, yeah, man. This is this is weird. Like, Dead Ringers was another early Criterion. Mm. This is all like, Criterion was like <laughs> hitting a lot of really similar Had a particular kink. Yeah. In their first, like, uh, few, first year. And <laughs> I think that got these seen a lot more than they probably would have been. And the legend grew. And you see a shot like these dinner scene shots. Mm-hmm. It looks like the awful, freaky dinner scene shots in Sallow. It looks like that kind of scary European era cinema. It's a weird, gorgeous Barry Lyndon long shot where you get the full scope of the table and the nice wallpaper and the ornate wall fixtures. Yeah. They really made good use of a gorgeous set. Like I can see, they feel they kind of shared sets between the two oh, movies, definitely. obviously. Yeah, yeah. But what a set! I this is a great castle that filmed beautifully. Mm-hmm. But they also know how to film gore, <laughs> and that final Udo Kier death. This is like a great one of the great movie deaths, right? Like they don't make oh, yeah. them this this good he sold it too he so he in both these movies he sells it so hard he so good. is a man that can die and be <laughs> punished on camera man yeah he's that's kind of his bread this and is butter, like I guess. he goes to full like sam neil territory mm-hmm. in this you know like this is when he gets uh that great Frankenstein moment, which is always a great moment in a Frankenstein movie when the monster turns on the doctor. Right. That's all. That's always good, even in the worst Frankenstein movie. It's always great to see a guy get, like, thrown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, like, a throwing's about to happen. And so what I didn't expect happening was Udo Kier to get just his whole arm chopped off in a door as that's he's what pleading. It was. Yeah. 
holy the whole shit. Arm came up. That's right, what they're right, just right. like. Well, usually like Frankenstein gets thrown. They're just like, what if his arm just gets cut off in the <laughs> grisliest fashion and he bleeds everywhere in this lab, running around yeah. just gushing blood out of his stump. The squirting blood is insane it is pulsing everywhere and sometimes he's got his arm down and it's just running out like a faucet and he's like smearing it everywhere comically like oh uh, (laughs) stumbling into things like squirting it all over the place yeah he just yeah he like looks at it he's just like i gotta get out of (laughs) here oh yeah like uh, his he has immediately no plan but like they also know how to film udo kier 10 minutes before in this gorgeous stunning smoking jacket looking like this mm-hmm. you know gary newman kind of figure <laughs> it's this beautiful like this scene is incredible it's like this pig gut beating heart and lung scene is like stomach turning yeah there was people making like ugh, kind yeah. of sounds in this room well you know? uh, yeah and it's like they always held too long on it and it was always there was some weird effect uh, of the sound that was just so squishy and sucky. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. a lot of sucking wound kind of sound. I feel like that even got even worse in the Dracula movie. It was like kind of hard. Yeah. It was hard to listen to when he's like sucking the blood out of the bread. Oh, just man. Like, Ugh. <laughs> so yeah, man. Gross. Like AS- AMSR in the other movies is, yeah, right. is really sick. Because also, again, we have a lot of these real long slurpy sex scenes. Yeah. Where Dallas Sarno's kind of lifelessly humping. <laughs> and, a, and the Baroness is just like licking his body. Well, then the Baroness tries to get with the monster. Yeah. She's like, I got to borrow this for a couple yeah, of... I'll, I'll have him back in two hours, she, she <laughs> says. And then I did like this that. Is, this is the story of like softcore legend. Yeah. Like, this is a great Frankenstein sex story. Uh-huh. Oh, that's <laughs> why... Yeah. a great production, man. It uh, Yeah, it felt like a porn parody at yeah. times, but also I like... Think- there was a lot of people in the room I saw it with who were prepared for a, a gory Frankenstein and Dracula and didn't realize there was as much sex stuff. Yeah. Again, like I, I think said, that was a surprise somehow to a lot of people. They didn't realize yeah. they'd see this much grinding. I feel like, yeah, you, you, yeah, like I said, I heard it was campy and gory and silly at times, but no one is ever like, also, half the movie is hump. <laughs> is hump. And like, yeah, you know, like, you know. Uh, Pink Flamingos is gross, and there's disgusting right. stuff in it. But then you're just like, right, the buttholes. <laughs> right, it's... Right, that yeah. scene, you yeah. know? Everyone talks about the dog poop. No one talks about... <laughs> nobody talks about this guy's the big ass. prolapsed anus. And <laughs> nobody talks about that. And <laughs> Frankenstein, I think, had a lot more like, huh, nobody talked about that. Yeah. Moments that uh, some people that show up, because it drew a, drew a bigger crowd than normal. Like, mm. non-regulars were... We're there, the double feature, right? That's cool. This is a unique thing. Somebody brought a baby. Sure. There yeah, was a baby. There was three women, I didn't oh know their Lord. ages, young, who had like a six-month-old. Halfway through Frankenstein, I'm like, is this somebody making a noise? Or is that a baby noise? Like, you didn't know if there's surround sound playing with right. me? Like, how I'm dumb right. enough to get tricked into thinking a bird got into theaters sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> so like is like, there a baby off is that slurping coming from behind me or is yeah that part right of the movie i didn't yeah. know if i was in slurp surround like that feels <laughs> like a gimmick that, right. that this would movie would have 
And sure enough, then a baby started just making like baby noises because he was reacting to the weirdest shit. <laughs> I know you watch exclusively weird shit with your baby. You probably yeah. watch this movie with him. I forced him to. You watched yeah. a movie with a baby. It's uncomfortable. I'm the only one that didn't watch it. With yeah. <laughs> holding a baby. But I don't take it to the theater. The theater, man. She that's, was taking her baby. That's how badly people want to see this movie the, in the theater. I mean. You take your baby to it. It's just like, also, like, my baby goes to bed at 730. <laughs> yeah, so this was like 10 p.m. I don't think I want to be up with him. <laughs> Out with a at baby like 10 at 1030. You know what? No, I want him Three in bed. Three girls there, too. That's a That's a crew. Three girls and a baby? Go into the uh, the Joe D'Alessandro like double feature? 24-year-old Warhol fans? Yeah, man. Who are these girls? I don't know. They love movies. This movie brings them out. This has that 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 appeal. That's cool. And I get it. By the time I'm glad that baby got to stay through Udo Kier bleeding out over every part of his lab while his creep kids watch. We got so much watching in this movie. A lot of voyeurism. A lot of voyeurism through like partially scrubbed windows Uh with just a face right up to the window, like breathing on it from kids and Otto and Udo. Everybody was watching everybody else like bang. Real good stuff. Filthy upstairs, downstairs <laughs> kind of behavior, yeah. right? And then you get one of the most violent death scenes. And what I don't think anybody could expect the crowning achievement of this movie is one of the most incredible death monologues. Mm. When you say Udo dies on his like harpoon for tugging bodies around by his crane. Yeah. He gets like a Al Pacino Carlitos way <laughs> monologue as he's just kind of harpooned on like diagonally. And <laughs> it's got like all these like, oh, God, I'm dying. <laughs> he's really getting yeah. all these brilliant stuff just like like die, like he's giving Hitler a poetic death in the bunker. <laughs> so he's just like. One man and his dream and his laboratory as he's just sliding down a pole through his stomach. Yeah. But the longer it goes, it's so good. It's so long. It's like the he's so good at these long scenes. We'll get to some long like vomit scenes in oh, Blood yeah. for Dracula. Yeah. Where he just suffers Keeps for three going. straight he just has these solo they live fights with himself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the they live of vomiting blood. Just like Udo don't, Kier. Yeah, they just didn't say cut. They just just keep going. <laughs> yeah. We'll edit this. It's like, you know, all this vomiting is good. It's all good. This is all so good stuff. Good. He keeps coming up with more of it. <laughs> it's a sick death. But his monologue is just like people get this great reaction of there was half people were groaning at the gross stuff that was happening and half people were howling because mm-hmm. it was actually funny. The jokes were actually really good. And it's a great, great Frankenstein movie. This is a lavish production in a lot of ways for a, you know, cheap movie. They had an incredible set and performances that really went for it. Mm-hmm. And knew how to film all of that. It's a good Frankenstein. And I think Blood for Dracula is a really good Dracula. Yeah. Between the two, I liked Blood for Dracula more. Yeah. For sure. I think I might just be a Dracula guy over a Frankenstein anyways. I I, I love the but, humanity uh, of uh, Frankenstein and think it's an actual beautiful story. Right. 
But I love the fucking perversion of Dracula. And yeah, man, I love the fucking sicko Dracula. After being like kind of yeah, at least mildly shocked by stuff in Frankenstein, Dracula, Be blood prepared, for Dracula. Man. It's just keeps going further and further and stays with the incestuous stuff. Stays oh, yeah. with the Joe Dallas. Everyone is like in this, like it's Joe Dallas Sanders yeah. in it. Udo's in it. A couple other people. It. Yeah. Yeah. Jurgen. Yeah. Roman Polanski's in it. Uh, all the good people. <laughs> Polanski shows up for, uh, for oh, a good scene. That's the guy in the bar. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even uh, make that connection. What's weird is Otto is. Otto in uh, you know the Frankenstein movie is so doing like a Polanski in uh, in his I could see you know yeah, the yeah. fearless vampire killers yes yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of great like silent facial reaction uh, Teller right. comedy is that him Penn or Teller whatever they want <laughs> Teller it's a good call I yeah uh, Teller. no but I love yeah and so when Polanski actually shows up doing his great. Kind of the great, like, 70s character actor. Mm-hmm. The more I see Polanski show up as the little, like, shit talker in town. The little loudmouth twerp. Yeah, yeah. I really like him as a loudmouth car playing dick. drunk. Yeah. yeah. Small town. But the cr- I think what an incredible achievement that Dracula is. Because in my experience, watching straight-to-video movies that have been filmed back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. You don't usually get this much energy in the second movie. Hmm. Or the fact that this movie is very different. For using a lot of the same people and a lot of the same sets and literally having a script that was written day by day, Hmm. all the actors go for a different vibe than they went for in Frankenstein. Yeah, almost like the complete opposite of what they Uh were doing. Yeah, I was pretty impressed by that. Yeah, the obvious auto uh, assistant versus like the Renfield... (sighs) assistant that that uh he wasn't quite we, he, he was like that a different kind of weird peter mcnichol it, like yeah. we were talking about that on the <laughs> dracula dead and loving it how it's like oh man it'd be kind of fun to do a renfield guy and exactly. Otto was a really good renfield and then he's like this suave creep yeah in uh dracula yeah as yeah as the dracula assistant i think it was anton in in blood for dracula they called him anton yeah, but it's yeah. a different vibe for an assistant Totally. Su- still super creepy, but uh, not the dummy that he was in Frankenstein. And yeah, again, not the horny. He was kind of more dummy. He was more the Nazi feeling character in this one. Yeah, he took over the Nazi thing, and Udo did this actual. What I think is brilliant is the the Frankenstein performance is so silly at times, insane at other times, fully gross at other times, but silly. Yeah. Yeah. In like a week, he went and lost 20-some pounds, Mm. reshaped his whole appearance for the movie that literally started shooting the day after. He looked like a totally different guy, and I love that he actually went for that great, you know, Nosferatu gaunt vampire appearance. He looked, the way they dressed him, when you first see him in that, you want to talk about a great movie jacket? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, I just love the opening of him painting his hair and the and opening him doing the transforming and, his hideous yeah. old appearance into like putting on his face. That's a shot, man. Right. That's a cinema shot. That was gorgeous. Him painting his hair, going through the routine. Mm-hmm. How many times has he done this? Right. He's just. It's this great distant like character, but then it also turns into like a comedic farce at times. 
it's a weird balance to play, but well, these two movies back to back were a real Udo yeah. showcase. Man. Oh yeah, this if, is some great ham. If you like, a. yeah, if you like Udo, you gotta see these for Incredible. sure. The way he changes. And if you don't know Udo, you gotta these. see these and, and you'll like him. But yeah, but it's it's amazing how different feeling they are. That opening scene, he's like a goth Jared Leto. <laughs> sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. The slicked back hair, and he's just it's chalky white and he's just thickly painting it black really good around the hairline too the guy who's done this a lot you know right but so much more gone and you notice like d'alessandro looks a little more like cut he looked a lot slimmer yeah like a little less water weight i guess but he looked a little more cut and yeah he's like a total beefcake like almost bodybuilder look in frankenstein and then yeah this one it's he also has that like kind of 2000s emo haircut going oh i liked his hair long bangs short in the back sure 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 but yeah he just looked a lot looks like he's got like that dandy warhols yeah yeah, parted haircut floppy bangs kind of works for him though and the michael Perret thing is way more obvious here because he's got kind of a tom cody haircut and he's dressed exactly like cody in streets of fire oh yeah the suspenders the exact same like button down like I think these movies were. I think Joe D'Alessandro is a bigger inspiration and icon than hmm. people give credit for. That can't be. That can't be an accident. Yeah, we yeah. can't. Well, maybe it is. Just another decade goes by. They find another beautiful <laughs> Long Island boy and Michael Pere and go put him in the pictures. Exactly. He'll learn. Give him some overalls. He's gonna yeah. look good. Look at that face. The the acting will come. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll worry about that we'll later. We'll make the movie around him. It's mostly humping anyway. Yeah, we need... So. The irony, I bet D'Alessandro's humping was so tired on screen because I bet every second off screen, this guy was fucking his way through, it's gotta like, be. Italy. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. This guy was... This head, that's why he impossible. stayed in Europe. Yeah, yeah, that's why I have to... Yeah, that's why... There's a reason he made nothing but Italian movies for eight he, years he, after he, this. He'd been hanging out with junkies for ten years in New York. <laughs> And he's just like, I'm good. I'm gonna hang like, out I've with been these limited squats. With the <laughs> yeah. getting my pictures sold without making Some any money off rats of it. eating on me when I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I think he's, I'd he's rather go like, to Europe. He's John Voight. Yeah, he's living with with artsy Ratso Rizzo, and now he's like, yeah, the weather's nice, and all the women wear high heels on cobblestone streets. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going back to that. Yeah, good for him, good man. For, yeah, I, I loved this dude. Uh. But yeah, he's got his whole. The vibe D'Alessandro gets in this movie is just becoming more Long Island. Yeah. By oh, the yeah. end of this movie, he is just sounding like, "Yeah, you bunch of whores." He says whores. He says whores in this movie. Unbe- uh, yeah, when he finally drops the whores, you just a, what does he want with you two whores? What does he want with yous whores? It's like he's like a like real they, vulgar West Side Story character. Yeah. It's amazing. He's even he's even angrier about having sex in this one. Oh yeah, he is so over it. He straight up hates these. He's just two groundhog daying his way through fucking, and he's <laughs> so over it. He's like in his ten thousandth day, and it's just like, I don't care. I don't care anymore. He's just yeah. He is not a nice man to these two sisters <laughs> that he's having sex with. That he's deflowering. Yeah. The whole so just as I loved the way. If you're going to make a Frankenstein sex movie, if you have to do that, if you're tasked with doing that, that's your job. The plot of Flesh for Frankenstein was a brilliant way Mm -hmm. to make a sex movie out of it. If you're tasked with making a sexy Dracula, 
making that a softcore Dracula. I mean, there are sexy. We could do Dracula sucks. Sure, sure. On a future pod, there are softcore Dracula horror movies, but this is a great plot for a sex Dracula movie. The town's man slut keeps deflowering all the women in town right before Dracula can get to them to suck their virgin blood. Yeah. That's incredible. I do love that, yeah, this one they make it virgin blood. He has to drink. Yeah. And any other blood makes him sick to his stomach. Yeah. And like a, yeah, like a great comedy bit, he just keeps biting women who he thinks are virgins, but who are not. Dude, there were scenes that felt not too far off from Dracula dead and loving it. Sure. When his assistant is like talking him into finding a woman, like to settle down with, they went right back to that. Like you said, like they had like this Abbott and Costello, like oh, this, yeah. like Smothers Brothers comedy routine going down, where it's it's like what we do in the shadows, kind oh, yeah. of comedy, you know, where the guys treating Guillermo his regular is like a, uh, will you be there the whole time? <laughs> will uh, uh, to, to describe this trip to me, like. But then they did this great job of casting three, like a bunch of great babes mm-hmm. as the De Fiori sisters, the virginal De Fiori sisters who are like a great squad of girls in an 80s slasher movie yeah. with all this great big curly hair and really cool names like Esmeralda mm-hmm. and like Sephiria. I liked mom and dad. Oh, Fiori yeah. Or, uh, yeah, the the dad with this. We got a lot of time accent. with the uh, with the dad Fiori. That well, guy got a lot of supposition about what soon may as be they, happening around this. As castle. soon as they heard that guy talking, they were like, "He needs to be in twice as many scenes because <laughs> he's just got this great like, hey, I talk like this uh, accent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that name, Dracula. 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 We get ten minutes of this guy just sounding out Dracula. I mean, like that's a good name. I like we don't the quite name. get like a uh, diamonds. No, it's almost but it's the there. same William it's Smith almost. vibe of like, yeah, 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 Vittorio, just uh, say the line seven or eight times. We'll find the best one. And then they're like, yeah. just leave them all. And right. he's always just like kind of clap, putting his hands together. And, oh, and he's, <laughs> he's great. He's got a great expression. I loved actor. him. Yeah. And uh, the I, mom was great. Uh, totally oh, she different. was good. The Marchesa. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's great. All, this, all the daughters, all the, the innocent but tawdry daughters. So tawdry. It was such a Harlequin romance of a Dracula. Yeah. But with this mixture of comedy, I think the storyline of Joe D'Alessandro fucking all the virgins in town quicker than Dracula can seduce them <laughs> is very funny. Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Because I love Dracula movies like Count Yorga, where he lures these, you know, cool 70s kids to his home and kind of... He's the most charming dude. He's a creep, but mm-hmm. he somehow has this hypnotic power. So this Udo Kier's Dracula is more of like a, like, why is this so hard? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. why is this so tough for me right now? Well, it's, yeah, he's also basically playing him as like a heroin addict going through withdrawals. Oh, yeah. And so he's weak and he's in a mm-hmm. wheelchair and he is just, yeah, kind of pathetic. Yeah. And there's this great scene where he's like throwing up in the hallway and Dallas Sandros just watches him. Yeah, man. Just watches him struggle to get up the stairs. Doesn't offer to help. Well, it was a really great, down. like, yeah, when they come face to face on the stairs and Udo Kier like throws up some blood and then does like uh, the same way you like are embarrassed because you tripped over a curb and you kind of like do a little jog right. or walking again. Right. He kind of just like 
Like, basically straightens himself and then just kind of walks up the stairs like, good day. Mm. Like, blood just on his face. But, so you get this, these incredible looks and that black pea coat that he owed, that oh, full yeah. length down to the knees when he starts. It's his like, whole wardrobe is It's like nice. when the Munsters go to town. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know? Very much so. Like, when Munsters go to visit their family in in the UK... Mm-hmm. And this is Udo Kier, like, we're taking you to normal society to find you a wife and virgins. Yeah. And so it's just him bitching about, like, how the, like, burden of travel. Oh, yeah. Well, you he's know? in a bad shape. But, yeah, he's just, everything I, is, a, is a hassle. I always like that as part of Nosferatu, where it's like, oh, yeah, man, they had to put Dracula on a boat. Right. They had to worry about just, like, I'm going to be in the casket, like, in the boat? Like, ah, just to go to society? But, uh, you know, you got to spread out. You got to branch out of your Dracula ways. Yeah, to leave Romania. Old. You got to, yeah. uh, you know, feast on some young. Well, they go to Italy because they're told that Italy is Catholic. Yeah. And Catholic families keep their daughters virgins, as they oh would Oh, my gosh. There's so much virgins. Virgins, yeah. They say the word virgin so many times. It's so great. Yeah. It's uh, the count is very particular about the <laughs> his bride being a virgin. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of bartering over women and and uh, and, like the, and the mom sale. and dad are like, yeah, great, They're come on, visit us, find well, which daughter of ours you want to marry. I just love that. That's like, why oh, he's a count. We gotta sell off these daughters as quick as possible. So I don't know if it's giving the movie too much credit, but D'Alessandro doing his full like guy from the Bronx mm-hmm. voice is kind of hilarious in a way that seems intentional because then he just keeps putting this great New York street routine on all these virgins <laughs> to just be like, yeah, man, it sure does suck your mom's making you get with the Baron. You know what would be a great way to get back at her? <laughs> and then he's like pushing their heads down to his dick. Like, oh, just like, that was... So he's just got this awful like... Too far. Se- you know, Saturday Night Fever in the back of the car, kind of like, hey, come on, you're already oh wearing a dress. By the end, he's just like... Yeah, just <laughs> full vulgar. He's got bad, like, he does, I swear to God, him bitches by the end stuff. of this movie, when it gets down, isn't Esmeralda the 14-year-old? Yeah, The yeah. most virginal of the yeah. of the girls? And he says, I swear, something like, well, you could uh, lose your virginity <laughs> to me. Yeah. I th- he even says so, like that uh, virginity of yours. Exactly. He wants like, you. Oh yeah. He God. wants you uh, for your virginity. This is this guy is laying on the New York too thick. There's yeah. no way this is accidental. I gotta say the funniest line though is <laughs> oh, when no. he is again shockingly having sex with the 14 year old. Yeah. Uh, and then the mother of that 14 year old comes in and witnesses it and just is like. Shame on you. How dare you put her in such an uncomfortable position? <laughs> yeah. She's not mad that the 14-year-old's having sex. It's that she's having sex with the servant boy. Well, I also like that D'Alessandro, like... It's awkward. So he's got, you know, that great dumb bimbo energy where he kind of gets to fail upward. Mm-hmm. Like, he keeps getting that, you know, like, the John Hamm joke character. Right. Just like saying, just keeps getting promoted in yeah. all these movies. Kind of keeps getting that. Like nobody can stay mad at the guy. Right. Just makes like a little like, huh? And he gets. <laughs> well, this, he's always right. <laughs> he's kind of gets this funny sanctimonious thing after deflowering all this women, and every deflowering is followed by an Udo seduction scene, right? Where he like seduces these women, 
and then just yeah like punctures them for long periods of time really you know good neck biting the way he like sexed up corpses is the way he kind of really like sexually humps this uh yeah bloodletting you know and the women react more sexually than it's always the thing that's there in implication of in Mm -hmm. every dracula movie of course there's always the penetration is that is there but the movies like this is going to be a lot more of the yeah you can see the grinding too right you can see that and then like a five minute scene every time of udo kier just violently vomiting and seeming like he's gonna die from vomiting blood it's it i was trying to think like what are the other great like throwing up scenes in movies because he's got two just amazing this is like a real version of the team america scene man oh absolutely there you go that is it (laughs) he's just hosing blood and doing these awful like when a movie really gets like a over the toilet or over the tub throw up scene done right you gotta throw in a lot of like phlegmy spitting yeah and so he'll have a big geyser of like whoa 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 whoa," and then a pause and him just going like (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> like really spitting it out before it's another like oh, 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 oh like right. but also just like every vein is just oh yeah his, his eyeballs are throbbing like total recall and i swear <laughs> in the first the first time he throws up i swear he sucks the blood out of the girl's neck and then he kind of looks up and the like a green light hits his face and it's just kind of like, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, and he's like, oh, now I'm going to be sick. And it's like a Suspiria kind of effect yeah, where suddenly this crazy like color film goes <laughs> over the print. And it really does do like a, <gasps> oh, shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm in for it now. <laughs> yeah. I got a, it's like a heroin junkie getting a bad batch. Yeah, man. It just but goes then into it, convulsions. So some of the facials and some of the way it's handled are just like, you could see the same thing handled in Dracula Dead and Loving It as yeah. silly. Right. And here it goes into this painfully violent dying. Like he is suffering. Right. It goes oh, yeah. on so long. And you believe him when he's like, my body can't take any more of this. <laughs> like, yes, I believe you. I believe you, sir. <laughs> that he looks is like really painful. On the floor, just like throwing up blood onto himself, lying in a puddle of it. Yeah. And in the crowd, like, at first it's horrifying. And then 30 seconds in, people are like laughing because mm-hmm. it's so vulgar. Right. It's so grand, you know? And then two minutes in, it's like silent. It's still going on. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's still happening, and people are now just quiet. Because now they're just, like, seeing. Yeah. <laughs> they're just watching, and they're like, we're all out of laughs, and now it's just him still, like, retching really believably. If you thought it was awkward seeing all the blood smear in Frankenstein, yeah, this just, over his, like, just pale as snow skin. Yeah. Just this and- red technicolor blood it, it can't be understated how much sicker udo kier looks in this movie yeah he yeah. looks like a weirdo in frankenstein yeah but he looks like ill in dracula yeah i actually feel bad for him throughout the movie mm-hmm. or i did while watching it yeah it was just like yeah this guy is hurting man he is hurting and he it doesn't keeps... look glamorous to be a vampire in this no thing. i i am a sucker for vampire movies that show off the the ugly sides right. of vampirism Right. Uh, all, that always hits me. You know, like near dark, making them just dirty gypsies mm-hmm. who are just like, yeah, we stay in shitty motels and uh, pick off people at bars. Yeah. Like, huh, well, yeah, right. It's a life, I yeah. guess, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I like that shitty <laughs> of, of Dracula. And here, yeah, poor dude. 
and to be just foiled at every step of the way by the dumbest dude in town. I know. Who keeps using the most tired lines to be like, just a guy getting by on his looks. You know, I mean, just an amazing guy just failing upward with every woman. Yeah. Incredible. Literally like hours before. Dracula does this whole thing. <laughs> and the worst part of Dracula is he's the guy that like takes a girl out to a really nice date and shows her a nice time. And at the end of the night, he's like, you, you're seeing a guy? Like, really? Like, we've, dude, we've been out for eight hours. He has to go through a whole thing every time. Yeah. And then does like a full score, like a full like does the whole con, lays it on thick, knows exactly <laughs> the right lines right, to say to get to, to charm that neck, them. you know. Yeah. He's really putting it on. He's sick. This guy's hurting. He's using this energy. And every time, just because D'Alessandro stopped by for an, like, an 11z, <laughs> like, he's just retching. And so I love the sex story of, like, a, the dumb stable boy keeps sexing all the ladies yep. and vampires just a step behind. That's too funny. That's great. It's too funny. Just ruining, fucking his way through the whole estate. And then nobly, he gets so, Salisander gets so sanctimonious by the end that he's almost like thinking he's a hero. Oh, yeah. Like saving, like, like nobly saving this 14 year old by fucking her standing. Right. He gets, he gets <laughs> caught railing the 14 year old against the wall. The mom is like, how dare you? And he's like, Go look at your other daughters. Yeah. Go see what your other daughters look like now. Look what I've been helping out like, through the whole castle him. here. They got bit by the vampire. Yeah. You know, and yeah, he's the one who's like right the whole I'm time. I'm the good guy here. And then he's like got his axe and he's been swinging around like a baseball bat the whole time. Very so, cool. And uh, <laughs> very decides, cool. Decides to go after I agree, Dracula. Cool. And man, yeah, I just it's like one of those things. Like watch Frankenstein first because anything they do to Udo Kier's body in Frankenstein. They double down in Dracula. Yeah, at the man. End. If you thought the gore at the end of Frankenstein, they do go for the full like disgust. Like yeah. this is trauma levels of gore and paint and a comical number of limbs getting chopped off mm-hmm. a torso. The death in Frankenstein is great. The monologue is incredible. But this was the Dracula death was sad. This was a guy struggling and suffering. You know, man. This was a. It sucks when a Dracula goes down. And yeah, Alessandro is just hacking. He goes it. down like a Monty Python sketch. <laughs> yeah, man. He gets limb after limb. All of them. All yeah. the limbs. I was like, are they going to do all four limbs? Really? Love this guy a torso. As soon as he took, yeah, he took, takes both <laughs> arms off. Dracula's running around with no arms. He takes off the one leg. I was like, oh, we're doing this. Yeah, we're he's going hopping full. after him. <laughs> he's swiping after him with an arm. The Frankenstein died such a more dignified death. Yeah, yeah. He was more just like, oh, looking down at his stump. Is it like gush blood? Dracula, man, was like, he's scrambling because he's, yeah. he's losing limbs quick. He's losing big ones. He knows he's going down. Yeah. And I don't know where the Udo character had to go after he licked the 14-year-old virgin's blood off mm-hmm. the floor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's one of the most depraved scenes. And that takes a genius, though, to think up something that sick. Right. Yeah, exactly. The hero, Joe D'Alessandro, deflowers the 14-year-old, breaks her hymen, and Udo Kier, at that point of desperation to have somebody's virgin blood. There's got to be a virgin in this town that yeah. D'Alessandro hasn't met. He's finding all of them. Yeah. Licking up the hymen blood off the floor. And again, the sound sound design on that scene was just too much. 
It's awful. like interstellar levels of sound design. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. lapping up blood. That's so a level of disgusting. That's This is a sick movie. Yeah. This is a 50-year-old movie. That's sick. My parents were 21 Pretty shocking. when this came yeah, out, again. you know? Yeah. That's that's wild. This still <laughs> yeah. this still was disgusting a room full of people that many years later. That's pretty it cool. It earned its uh its place in trash history. This these are great movies. Yeah. Is I think that's so cool. Like yeah. we did that, you know, had that same feeling with the uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis movies. It's like Yeah. These things should be so ancient that they're tame and laughable and yeah. often it is laughable it's pretty funny blood feast is like 60 years ago but uh yeah when they can still kind of make you squirm and make you like kind of gross out i squirmed a lot that's pretty i cool. recoiled i don't know several times during flesh like there was moments Sounds in both of these cool, movies but... where no I, when it makes it's like, it's like wow, still effective is, it's like still doing what it means sti- to do right yeah exactly yeah i i've told you man i have nightmares about 2000 maniacs mm. <laughs> that movie was made in 1966 on a low-ass budget those townspeople torturing just people that got detoured it was never done so gruesomely yeah, yeah. I, it scared me to death that has a good arm getting chopped off scene. yeah, yeah. a lot of limbs i ch- thought of that when when uh dracula's getting hacked up yeah these sure. these old terrors you know people write them off as camp and right. there's camp right there is it's almost a it's shock. There. Oh, it's there. That Udo Kier never break out broke out into song. <laughs> it was right. there was I expected him to turn into a bat like Leslie Nielsen. Oh, sure. For sure. Absolutely. But there, there was six different scenes that I was like, this is building to a song. <laughs> when he says that uh, to know life you have to fuck death in the gallbladder, that's like but for me, like, you know, it's like, oh, this is leading to something like yeah. there's a pause and he kind of looks off into the like and then they kept not giving me a song. So that's funny. It could have been more camp. I think I would have actually loved this with musical interludes. I think this would have put it fully over the top. <laughs> Sometimes a musical is demanded and they were right there. But going for just a full like now nah, we're going to do gore and sex. Sometimes both. Yeah. Bravo, I guess. <laughs> the full, in Frankenstein, auto-eating, just organs. Mm-hmm. Just pulling them out of a body and just Ugh. lapping them up. Mm. I squirmed. I, I My legs were pulled up in my seat, man. I That is disgusting. And Dracula, man. Dracula just dying out. Even as comical as was watching this guy Monty Python himself through his castle. He's screaming the whole oh, time. Yeah. He doesn't want, he's had infinite life. He doesn't want it to be the end. And then the old spinster sister, who we see a little bit of, she comes running in screaming, trying to save Dracula. Mm -hmm. Man, her screams were chilling. Yes. Bone chilling at the end, out of nowhere. Unbelievable. Actual terror, right? Yeah, like really, really scary screams. This movie jumped from like camp and like exploitation into like, oh, wow, that's a shot. Ooh, yeah. that's a horror shot right there. Ooh, that's great. <laughs> like Totally. So this movie is just but it wasn't a popular opinion when Criterion put it out on, you know, that's one of their big uh, not only are they discovering the world's foreign cinema, they're the ones that put, you know, female trouble on laserdisc. Mm. 
you know, they had desperate living on laser discs. Yeah. They had these were probably laser discs. I know there is a Criterion release, at least of Blood for Dracula, I've seen on the eBay. I'm sure yeah. Fre- Flesh for Frankenstein has a yeah. Laser they had they're disc always release. paired. Absolutely, themes. yeah. So, you know, Criterion was their laser disc was probably 97, right, 96, and there. This is they recognize this as mm-hmm. no, no, no. We're cool having this right next to Kurosawa. You know, we're cool having this next to I think, Grand yeah, Illusion. You know, they, they recognize, I think, when an artist can put a, a unique vision up on a screen. Yes. And if nothing else, Paul Morrissey in these two movies puts a really one-of-a-kind vision this of these a, two classic stories yeah. on the screen. And I think, yeah, they, they, you got to recognize that. These Whether are, you think it's campy or you don't like it or it's too much sex... There's no other Frankenstein or Dracula quite like these. No, I don't think it's a controversial opinion to say these are impo- both important movies within right. the Frankenstein and Dracula movie. Like, this is towards the top. Mm-hmm. They're good. They do their own thing. They have unique stories. Like, I've seen a lot more cash-in Frankenstein and Dracula movies Oh, than for this. sure, yeah. This is, like you said, a unique vision. They're on Shudder now. Yep. Vinegar Syndrome just released the gigantic... 4k box one of their biggest yet that's cool another insane one of frankenstein i have to imagine blood for dracula box will be far not far behind hope so so that's what's got these movies back in theaters right now that's where i got to see it but fucking watch it in 3d on shutter watch those guts watch that bleeding pig lung (laughs) like move towards you watch udo kier impaled on a poker with the poker and his body held to the camera for like three minutes. Mm-hmm. It's cinema, baby. <laughs> came to this. It, it, it did come to this. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you all for listening. Good night.